Grand Canyon University is Arizona's premier private Christian university committed to providing next-generation education. GCU offers over 200 academic programs, many in high-demand fields across nine colleges. We keep our rigorous curriculum relevant by partnering with industry leaders and advisory boards. Earn your degree online, in the evening, or on our vibrant Phoenix campus. Find your purpose at GCU, where advanced technologies drive education. Private, Christian, affordable, nonprofit. Visit gcu.edu. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good night today. And welcome into Salt Live. You're watching That Being Said with George and myself. Back from vacation. Sammy Jorjour. This is episode 480. And this is Sports on Tap. Uh, I'm your co-host, Sammy Jorjour. And I'm George Jorjour. And we're coming at you live and direct from the Salt Live studios in now dark Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. I want to give a nice and warm welcome back to Sammy Jarjou, who is back in the studio from Europe, went to the Seahawks game in London. I'm sure he has some cool things to say about the experience at Wembley Stadium. Sammy, can you tell the fine folks at home what this is? This is Sports Radio. Redefined. Welcome in. Uh, I'm back. I'm a little jet lagged still, but I'm living, living well. Uh getting back into the vibe of things here um loving life seahawks won last week got a week off football was wild today nba has started the world series is here um there's just too much going on in the sports world that i love yeah man i mean this is like they say october is the best month of sports in the year and this october i don't know if it just feels like it's on another level but i just or maybe just because you know it's our second year in this business it just it feels so 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 hectic with so many different things and i love it i mean it's like christmas it's almost like you know you get under the tree and there's so many presents you don't know what to unwrap first do you want to unwrap the nfl do you want to unwrap college football do you want to unwrap the nba or the world series it's just way too many presents for me under the tree right now yeah i don't think it's any different than any year though i mean it's just it's just one of those things that when you go year by year when that time comes it's like christmas every christmas is great use christmas example but you're just excited for it when the time comes. So for me, I don't think anything's remarkable about this year compared to the other years. But this is just the point of the year where NBA starting, everything gets going, and uh, it makes sports a lot more fun. Um, but we, we do have a lot of things in these, this sports world right now that is insane, though. That LeBron is a Laker, mm-hmm. a Boston, L.A. World Series, um, young quarterbacks showing up in the NFL and in taking care of business all of it is something that's exciting something that we get every year some new exciting news topics i mean <laughs> two years ago it was kevin durant being a warrior and you probably had a different rookie quarterback last year you had the deshaun watson madness of the world with you know a good world series and good college football and all this exciting stuff so it's fun it's fun when it happens every single year um do you, but, do you think this year might be just – I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the earliest the NBA has ever started or is the last year around the same – just the last two years has been early? I think it's like five, six days earlier. I mean, I, I think it usually starts in the 25th, 26th, 27th Yeah, range. so that's why I mean. I just feel like with the, with the ALCS, NLCS, it's just a little more like compact right now. Yeah, and, it's been and like that for a few years. LeBron James being in L.A., I guess, just also feels different too. 
Yeah, I don't know. It feels yeah, the same to me. Yeah, I just I know, think. I, yeah, I'm sure. I, feel, I think it's the same feeling every single year. It's just when you're deprived from something for eleven months. When it comes on that twelfth month, it feels more exciting every single time. It's like Christmas. Every single Christmas, I have a phenomenal time. I can't decide which Christmas is the best Christmas ever. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it's always it's always amazing. Hundred uh, percent. My thing is, what's the most amazing thing that we're seeing so far is probably what we're watching on the TV right now, which is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I did see something on Twitter. He now the most touchdown passes. What was it? With his fourth quarter touchdown, his pass to Tyreek Hill. He is past Kurt Warner for the most touchdown passes in any player's first eight games, which is now 22 touchdown passes. This guy is playing at a different level. So, so this is his. Uh, this is week seven, right? So he already has more than eight. Is this week eight in the NFL or week seven? I kind of I'm blanking on this, but I'm just because I'm trying to do the math on what kind of pace he's on. I think it's week seven. Seahawks are three and three. So okay, yeah, this seven. is week seven in the NFL, and he has twenty-two touchdown passes already. So he's on, he has two point seven five. He's on pace right now for forty-four touchdown passes in his first year. You're right. You made that math a lot harder. It was just that's halfway. It's not halfway. Yeah. Seven games is so it shouldn't be forty-four. Forty-four would be double. Double eight. Double eight. You're right. <laughs> why was that so wrong? 22 divided by seven is... Oh, that's why. I, I put eight instead of seven. He's on pace for 50 touchdowns this year. It was more remarkable if you looked at it at week two, because I think after week two, he was on pace for like 78 or 90. <laughs> like, he was like somewhere <laughs> in that range. Um, he's come back down to earth. Only 50 touchdown passes. Yeah, he's not going to get 50, probably. I, I'm, I'm assuming. It's obviously an assumption, but I'm going to assume he's not, not going to get that number but we're gonna see a guy that hits probably the 40s oh yeah um and he's 23 24 years old and this chiefs team is for real and they're uh they continue to get better defensively it looks like every week i mean last week i I don't usually like to gauge what happens when you play the patriots i don't know i kind of use it as for some reason for me it's it's a hard one to gauge because Bill Belichick most likely is always going to be the coach that's out coaching the opposition. But I, I mean, you look at this, the, the team is slowly getting better defensively. They're going to get back. Um, uh, sorry, I'm going to be a Eric little slow. Barry. Eric Barry. I was going to say Eric Reed, but that's another topic later. Uh, Eric Barry. They're going to get back. The defense is just going to get better in general. And the, at the pace we're going, Patrick Mahomes must continue to get better. I mean, we got to remember, he only started one game in his career before this, right? So this is only scary eight games in his career started now. You're right. I'd be you surprised if he got scary. worse, right? Yeah, that sounds scary. That Yeah, you're right. He has to get better. I mean, you're not going to – through eight games, this is not the best of Patrick Mahomes we've probably ever seen. Yeah, most likely. I mean, yeah. we, we've had situations like Dak Prescott, for example, where, yeah, it was the best we've ever seen. That's true. Their first season. Deshaun Watson – He's been a lot better these last couple of games, but he was—he's not the Deshaun Watson we saw rookie year. No, uh, Carson Wentz has been phenomenal. He's been a top ten quarterback in these last couple of games, but it's still not the level we saw last year before he got hurt. I mean, some players hit a peak at some point. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes, but it's hard. He's going to get better, but we got to remember too. Statistically, it's probably oh, going to yeah, slow def- down. Definitely. Like, yeah. When I when I when I say he's going to get better, I don't necessarily mean he's going to. Put up better stats. I mean, but he'd probably become a more refined quarterback, less mistakes, probably better at this Andy Reid offense. And that's what's remarkable. This Andy Reid offense is supposed to be an offense that's hard to kind of get a grasp of, hard to get really good at, and hard to 
really like you know master in your first year so for him to come in as a first year starter and i think that one year sitting on the bench really did help his development i have a concern for him though what's that which is future wise obviously i i not for his skill level or his talent but it's a concern we see with a lot of quarterbacks once they get paid right now he has travis kelsey he has tyreek hill he has sammy Watkins. he has cream hunt and Mahomes in about two years is going to get paid, and he's not going to have, I mean, four superstar position players around him, right? Travis Kelsey is a top three tight end. Tyreek Hill might be a top five receiver in the NFL. Kareem Hunt's maybe the best running back, second or third best running back in the NFL. You're right. He might not. He might still have those, but he might have to sacrifice the offensive line or sacrifice the de- like. There's no way you're going to be able to build the same team. Like, yeah, you might have the same weapons, but. Somewhere is going to have to be a sacrifice. Yeah, but a good thing for him is he comes from a sport family. His dad was in the MLB. He's probably smarter in the sports business than most kids growing up and has more insight. Maybe his dad or his self, whatever his personality turns out, maybe he's smart to take a little less money than the max money he can do. Maybe he turns into more of a Tom Brady that allows the team to continue to build around him. We don't know. And I don't want to say, I don't say this in a sense that I think he's actually going to reduce as a football player. I think I just say this as in the talent around him is going to probably reduce. And we see that with everybody. We saw that with Russell Wilson after winning Super Bowl. He has less talent. Still an amazing quarterback. Still too many people top five to ten quarterback. Right. But things have reduced just because of the whole situation around him. But I, I've never seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And I'm... I, I'm and that's not hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean that in a slight to other quarterbacks or to over-exaggerate either. But, uh, I mean, in I, I think we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It was funny. On a, on a Bill Simmons podcast, he was like, I don't mean this as like a joke, but like this guy is like the best quarterback I've ever seen. And, right. <laughs> and, I don't, and when people say that, we don't mean that he's already the most accomplished or the greatest quarterback ever. But through eight games, this is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Through eight games, I've never seen anyone do this before. Yeah, I, I you can't argue that. He's, like you said, he has the most touchdown passes through eight ga- eight games, and we're not even on the eighth game yet. Yeah, and we're looking at they're up right now, forty five to ten on a Cincinnati team who's four and two, and right. you know fighting for first play, fighting for a, uh, a division a, title. A, yeah, top seed in the playoffs, and so. This is not a joke. This is not a fluke. This is not like most Andy Reid years, I think, where the team's going to slow down because I think we went from Alex Smith, who's a great you know, top 15 quarterback, to a guy that might be like a top one or two talent. He might not be right. that good yet fully. He might not have hit his max, but talent, he is that guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how this year continues to play out. I mean, I guess the big thing, too, is – are they legit contenders for sure? Or do you think this is going to turn into, well, they still have to face the Patriots and a more experienced Steelers maybe in the playoffs and some more other teams that have been through it? Right. Well, I mean, that's a really tough question because he is a first-year starting quarterback. Let's just assume they continue on a good pace and they have at least a first-round bye, if not home field. Let's just give them a first-round bye. Let's not give them home field for the whole entire playoffs. Just, just you know, for conversation's sake, I think they could win after a bye week one game in Kansas City, no matter who they play. Obviously, there's always you know matchups and stuff, and get to the AFC Championship game. And at that point, yeah, they're legitimate contenders because anything can happen. That's kind of how I feel about this team, and I, I just think they're better than the Andy Reid teams of past that you were mentioning. Yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent. So I, I just feel like. I think Matt Patrick Mahomes is better than what we've ever seen from 
uh, I mean, a quarterback standpoint for Andy Reid. But at the end of the day, I feel like history does count. And, for you know, I still have trouble believing that an Andy Reid team isn't going to slightly disappoint or slow down because it happens a lot. The slowdown especially Let's, throughout the season. I mean, like you're saying, I mean, how many times in Kansas City have they – underperformed in the playoffs when he's in Philadelphia four straight NFC championship games it took his fifth straight one to get to the Super Bowl yeah this team is a team that Andy Reid's teams tend to like you say kind of take a step back in the playoffs see for me it's not about the playoffs even because for me going to NFC championships I mean if Patrick Mahomes at 23 years old is to four AFC championships that's not a disappointment that's a pretty big success I think it's more of the how many eight and one or 11 and 3 starts have we seen for Andy Reid and then they, or whatever 10 and 10 and 1 starts and they lose four of the last five and miss getting the one seed how many Kansas City teams even when he started do we see that started off 11 and 0 and then tailed off a little bit at the end i mean i just feel like we've seen a lot of Andy Reid teams slow down before the playoffs even start as well but I, i'm hoping it's different this time because there's nothing more fun for me to watch than Patrick Mahomes in prime time. No, yeah, absolutely, and especially like, I do agree with you. And I mean, we'll start. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna get to these games here in a second. But you have to also remember, you got this uh, Ch- Chargers team is only one game back of them, and they still play again later on in the year. Yeah, and the Chargers have been a team that has actually been better towards the end of the year. Yeah, and started rough always. Um, everyone was out on that Chargers team earlier this year. Yeah, they started off one and two. Yeah, one and two or zero and two, possibly, sure. but, but possibly zero and two. Yeah, I think they lost to Kansas City and somebody else. They lost to yeah. They started off one and two. They lost to Kansas City and and the Rams, oh, probably oh, the two oh. best teams <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, but they've played a lot of cupcake teams: the Bills, the Niners, still, the Raiders, I think the Browns. Still have a little so. bit of a cupcake schedule coming up too. At Seahawks, at Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals, at Steelers, eh. Bengals, at Chiefs, Ravens. Bro, the ends harder, yeah, but it's hard. I mean, next game at Seahawks is not an easy game, no, no, as we can see not. now. Seahawks are. You know, three and three team. Um, I don't have much more to say about this game. On Me the either. Bengals. I wouldn't be so out on the Bengals. I mean, I, I we both of us didn't have them as playoff teams this year, but they're four and two going to this game playing maybe the best or second best team in the NFL. It's okay. Like this is yeah. on the road. It's not that bi- like they can come back and win next week, and then they'll be five and three all of a sudden, still a game out of the playoffs, whatever it is. Right. So I mean, four and two. This is not in a. They just ran into it. This is a bad matchup on the road in Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. In Kansas City, had a bad loss. Not a bad loss, but a disappointing ending loss. Right. It's redemption time. They're at home. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about them. I, no. I mean, you know, I was wrong about them earlier in the year. I think they're a much better team than I anticipated. Yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't be too concerned. We heard some people on the radio on our way here. I know. And they're like, oh, Marvin Lewis, is it time to lose a job? And it's like, this is not the time to talk about that. I, I understand maybe if you wanted to talk about that at the end of the season last year, but... This team's not, I mean, yeah, they're getting blown out by the second best team, third best team in the NFL, wherever you have them. Not that big of a deal today. Yeah, they're on pace for 10 and 6. Um, and I, I want to speak on the Seahawks because I didn't get to speak on them last week. Yeah, tell, uh, yeah speak a little bit on the Seahawks Raiders. Trip to London, too. Trip obviously. to London, you know, lots of beer. Lots of, <laughs> I went to four countries, um, pretty much had a beer fest. I put on probably like 10 pounds of beer, about to lose it all this week, just kind of my goal. Um, it's one of the things I like to do when I travel is watch games on the TV while drinking beer. Go to a game, drink beer. I like beer. Went to Belgium. There's a lot of beer. I like London beer. Too. Yeah, so a lot of a beer trip, a lot of beautiful sights to see. Got to spend time with our wonderful mother um, and uh, just kind of get a good break before this crazy couple weeks of sports and the NBA kicking off, the NFL here. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. 
um, went to that Seahawks London game and it was amazing. Uh, a lot of Seahawks fans showed up. Uh, in one of those games that I really do believe the Seahawks have been improving, right, every single week. And I think that's something we, uh, I've said I, I felt it was going to happen. And I know you felt like once the noise was out, Earl Thomas got hurt. Great player, maybe still the best safety in the NFL yeah. from what we saw this year. But the noise really does affect the team. And you saw it the minute he got hurt. It looks like the Seahawks team, they went to the final minute with the best team in the NFL in the Rams. Yeah. And winning had him beat the Raiders badly, but I'm still trying to decide. Was that a great Seahawks win, or are the Raiders just one of the most awful teams in the NFL? Could it be? It could be both. A little both. This, a little bit both at the same time. The Raiders are really, really. The Raiders bad. should have zero wins. The, the Raiders should have zero wins. Uh, you know, I don't like to play the hypothetical game that much, except for that Browns game with the Raiders, because right. we know that it was a first down. Like everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the now, NFL knows it was it, a first. It's down. established. Yeah, it's it's a, it was a first down. But, I mean, just to give you a little thoughts on the Seahawks here, you know, me before the season, I thought they were going to be one of those really bad teams in the NFL. I didn't like where they were going. I, I've done a 360 on this team. I love this team. I like the way they're playing. I like that there's no noise. I like that they're playing hard. I like the most thing I like about them is this team is Russell Wilson's team, and he's a great leader. And when you put your eggs in the quarterback's basket and you have a good quarterback i think it pays high dividends and that's what's going on with the seahawks that's where my whole take on the seahawks has been since day one as you know it was they have russell wilson they have Pete carroll and they have john snyder who's going to put the right pieces from the draft to fill in where we were missing a lot right. everyone was talking about rebuild season rebuild season and i was what rebuild nobody that has a quarterback is ever in in that much of a rebuild situation unless it's an extremely, extremely that's shitty where situation. I was absolutely wrong. Yeah, but it, I just always found it pretty obvious that it was not an extreme bad situation. You had the best linebacker in the NFL still on the team, good pieces on the D-line. The offensive line only improved. Running game was only going to improve. Receivers were still there. And all in all, at the end of the day, you have Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson will continue also to prove that he is one of those – team-changing type of quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how bad or good the team is. You're always going to be kind of in it. And he if might you not a, put up the greatest stats in the world. Well, because now we're a run-first team again, yeah. and that's what they needed it to be. So I, I'm so satisfied with the Seahawks team, and I think that in Seattle against the Chargers is going to be a great test to see how good they really are. Yeah, these are two teams. I think those are two really good football teams playing each other. It's going to be exciting, I think. Me too. I'm, about, I'm pumped about it, but that's pretty much what I got on that. Um I'm hyped to see how the the, the season continues. Um, Want to go some some games? Yeah, let's go through some games and uh, maybe right after we just get some thoughts. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the World Series after all the football. Of course, I, actually, I think you know today there was a couple poo poo games, so we'll probably skip through those pretty fastly, and then it we'll get to a lot of a, a lot of poo poo this week. Yeah, like a lot of just crap games and like blowouts. But after that, we'll, we'll get a little bit of baseball and some college football and some NBA. Yeah, I haven't even spoken since the season started, so it'll be interesting. Um, we Let do the man talk about speak. The, we got to talk about the fight last night and everything. Um, speaking of the Chargers, Titans, Chargers, uh, one of the I, one of the games that most people forgot was on at 6.30 a.m. this morning. I was one of them. Um, I also forgot. I just happened. Still a little jet lagged. Woke up and like Six looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh, Chargers game starting soon." Okay, um, did you watch it? I, I mean, I watched the yeah. whole game. Yeah, uh, nineteen to twenty, Chargers win. And this was another thing I was sitting there watching, and I was just like, "Gosh, the Titans are so bad!" And somehow, 
They're right in it at the end of the game again, and they went for two. I, I kind of like the big balls call. Down one, 30 seconds left. Scored a touchdown. Well, scored a touchdown. Then was down one. Went for two and twice because there was a penalty. Um, didn't get it, but just went for the win. Uh, I because that's one of those plays. If if it works, you're just like, dude, big churning port of the season. Big balls by the coach. So awesome. And if it doesn't work, you know, everyone talks about how dumb it was, but. It was not smart, I think, but at the same time, I kind of liked the effort. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see how the plays actually ended up, but all I can tell you is, I personally, I mean, usually I just say kick the, the extra point, but two things here, Sam. I mean, we've seen a lot of extra points missed here today. I'm not saying he would have missed the extra point, but and number two, like you said, this coach, remember he went for him fourth down in overtime a couple weeks ago against the Colts too? Like, I think Mike Vrabel just has big balls. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. And I think for him, it's this team made the playoffs last year and fired their coach. Yeah. Right. So I think in his mind, it's like he really needs to make a statement. Like he needs to get this team back to the playoffs. And I think uh, playing it the soft way and always doing the correct move. Yeah, yeah the, the textbook. The, the textbook got them to the playoffs last year and they won a playoff game and coach still got fired. Right. Right. So. Maybe he's in his mind. He's like, this textbook thing doesn't work. Right. So I need to, you know, make a statement. Didn't work, but it's not going to end their season with this division. Oh that's my just God. Has a lot of question marks. How many wins do you think it's going to take to win the AFC South? Eight. That's, that's how I, I feel too. I, I I predicted this division. I think you remember when we did our predictions. I said it was going to be like that Cowboys, Eagles, whatever year, where yeah. there's a bunch of eight and eight teams in this division. And it's going to come down to. A couple coin flips and a couple right make major missed field Maybe goals. some tiebreakers. Yeah, um, I, I hate this Titans team and I hate Marcus Mariota. I, I was I was less on the hate Marcus Mariota train than you for a while, but I I watched a full. There was no other games to distract right. me today, right? So I watched a full four quarters of Marcus Mariota, who can use his feet pretty well. At which that's great and all, right? It's a little Mitchell. He, he is Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is Marcus Mariota. That's a they can have very, a couple great very, games in their very career. Good uh, comparison. Couple great games. Couple good things on their feet. But at the end of the day, they're going to overthrow and underthrow and throw at the feet of people a lot. Make some really bad plays, and you're going to see a lot of these stat lines. Twenty-four for thirty-two with two hundred yards, one touchdown, one pick. And I believe that's the most yards he's thrown for in a game this year. Oh yeah, let me tell you stats for the season. Yeah, I know. I, I read them to JC on the last show because he said, he told me, JC said he's all right. I'm like, please. <laughs> I told him the stats. He's like, oh, those are bad. Yeah, his stats are awful, and uh, this is not including today. I think, which I don't understand why ESPN's website can't uh, can't update can't update it because he had a touchdown today, which should have been. But he has now three touchdowns and five picks on the year. Um, in 900 yards through seven. So he's averaging about like 170 yards. He has five touchdowns. No, sorry. It's three touchdowns, five interceptions, a couple fumbles, a 49 QBR, averaging 6.7 yards per throw, 63% completion. Nothing phenomenal. Nothing, actually, nothing even borderlining good. No, no. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Marcus Mariota fan. I kind of went off on him on the Friday show, by the way. So. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to spare him today. He's just not good. Yeah, he's just not good. Uh, I'm sparing him. Philip Rivers is good though. Philip oh, yeah. Rivers uh, win another great game. 19 for 26, 306, two touchdowns. This Chargers team is winning, right? But I remember I told you a couple, couple, couple cupcake games, right? So I looked mm -hmm. at their schedule while we were talking about them. 
They're obvious they're lost to the Chiefs and the Rams. Fine losses. But then they have wins against the Bills, the 49ers, the Raiders, the Browns, and the Titans. Well, I guess good news is they've beaten everyone they're supposed to beat. Correct. The bad news is they haven't beaten anyone they're not like you know they haven't overachieved in any games yeah and you could you could some some people could say this titans game would be overachieving i mean the winner was going to be four and three yeah so uh turns out it, the chargers got the good end of that and they won by one and that's kind of one of the more concerning parts though is a lot of close games remember the 49ers it took a little comeback they right. won by only two um but this team's good and, and Remember, they've been acclimating with a new coach for the last two years. It, it, this is not like the same Chargers that you know you could say you've had for X amount of years. Like right. they are still working into a new system. Um, I'm obviously the kicker didn't miss any kicks today. That's good. Yeah, that's good news. And and I just think this team's good. I don't. It might be hard to make the playoffs because because of the Chiefs in their division. They're gonna lose a couple games there. I, I, as bad as the Raiders are or the Broncos aren't that good, also losable games right. in the season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I say good good news for the Chargers. They're looking better. Absolutely. Patriots, 38. Bears, 31. Uh, One more yard. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really expecting it to come down to that point. No, me either. At some point, you thought this game was kind of a – Semi-blowout, or not semi, but like a 14, 20-point game. That's how it's going to end. Mitch Trubisky led the game in rushing. That's always good. Six carries, 81 yards. He Uh, actually had a pretty good game. Well, three and three of the yards, but 26 for 50. A little over 50%, which is not where you want to be. And you don't want Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball 50 50 times. That's one issue there. Um, At the end of the day, though, I, I, I thought this was a... Another example of just you're never going to count the Patriots out. Uh, this is not an easy game whatsoever no. on the road in Chicago. Like, this is not a cupcake type of game. Um, Patriots were only favored by two and a half points, I believe, which is a pretty good, uh, favorable sign for the like how Vegas feels about the Bears. It's right. pretty good. The Bears are pretty good. Um, with, like we were, you were saying earlier, they're going to have a tough time making the playoffs just because their schedule and their teams they're playing. And. The Patriots are good. I, I just it, it kills me that I mean I feel I felt so bad for the guy. He cut, catches the ball on the one yard line and just I swear I, I don't know if he, if he reached his arm out his arm was long enough to get a touchdown, but I think it was. Yeah, but he was also like there was also five people around him, so I don't even know if he really could have reached the ball out. It's another problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like it might have been hard for him to reach the ball out. Uh, I am loving that the Bears lost. Obviously, because I had a guarantee that they're that there's zero potential chance of making the playoffs. They have fallen to last place in the division with two losses in a row. Wow, can you believe that division is actually really good? I'm telling you, I, I, the, the, from the get go, I was like, there's no way that Minnesota or Green Bay ends up winning last games in Chicago. But now the Bears are, are three and three, and so are the Lions. Lions have won two straight. Now they're three and three as well. So we're at a point where this division just turned out, like you said, to be. A very, very good division. Yeah, pretty good. And unfortunately for the Bears, they're going to get the short end of the stick because they have the first-year head coach, the young quarterback, and they're just not as ready as a team like the Vikings or the Packers just probably single-handedly because of Aaron Rodgers. And at the end of the day, if I had a one-game Matt Stafford versus Mitchell Trubisky, I'm probably picking the Lions just because of experience. Yeah, Stafford's a good – Stafford – Gets his shit, but I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, and the the Lions have looked better. 
Yeah, they started Reason. off what zero and two, and now they're three and three. Yeah, they must have started off one and two because they've won two straight. Okay, so yeah, so they were one and three at some point. I don't know how. What? Yeah, they could have started. Yeah, they could have started zero and two. One, yeah. one, lost one. Then. Yeah, I'm not uh, quite sure. I know they beat the Patriots was their first win, and I don't know what week was that two or three. Yeah, they, they now have a couple good wins on the resume. Yeah. Um, that's all I got with this Bears team. I mean, they're going to be fine. And next year, they're going to be even better with Nagy and Trubisky in another year. Good running backs, Khalil Mack. Uh, and the Patriots are just the Patriots. Like, here it is again. Let's freak out about them. Now they're 5-2. and two. Dolphins lost, so they're first in the division. Oh, that's weird, huh? Like, you know, yeah. Patriots are you know, people freaked out. And I, I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule too closely yet, but I'll just, like, look at it really quickly. They play the Bills next week. That should be a win. Packers at home. Titans, Jets. So like, there should be three wins out of that, if not all four. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers win yeah, that game just because Aaron Rodgers is going to be a good good game probably all in all. Sunday night football. But you could win all four. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. Um, one of the poo-poo games, Bills and Colts. Uh, Andrew Luck. His second in the NFL in touchdown yeah, passes. Patrick now. Mahomes keeps one upping him. But uh horrible team, but Andrew Luck is finding a way to put up points on the board. And granted, they played the Bills, but if Andrew Luck can just get some talent around him, hopefully in the next year or two, or just not get hurt for the next two years, yeah. the future is bright. But I'm just concerned as always with this team that are they going to give them the right roster? And the Colts, like, uh, they've shown us nothing to prove so far that they will. Yeah, and I'm not, I might not be, blame, I'm not blaming the GM. Maybe the GM, you know, he was put in a bad, start of a bad situation. But you also look at this Colts organization, like we always talk about, starts from the top down. The owner is, Jim Mercer is a little bit of a nut job, mm-hmm. and that never really works well. If you had Peyton Manning, who might be the best talent quarterback of all time you can only get one super bowl out yeah of that. it's a concerning thing right so that's where i'm concerned about but in the topic of andrew luck andrew luck's totally fine yeah he's, he's totally fine and uh i mean how many i think mahomes had three touchdowns today three or four yeah yeah if mahomes had four he's in first place if not him and andrew luck are now tied for first and touchdown passes which at the end of the day it doesn't really matter i mean i'm not really like looking into the touchdown like yeah like russell wilson right? led the league in touchdown passes last year and yeah. he's not even like a yeah and the big touchdown pass exactly <laughs> it's not like that big of a deal but it's a good sign for the health of andrew luck is basically i think uh the shoulder is always going to be a concern for at least another year until you know you goes through a full year healthy but at least for now He's shown good signs. I got nothing to really say about this game. It's two teams. Colts somehow are only two games out of a division lead at two and five, but that's just because the division is absolutely horrific. Yeah, it's not a good division. Um, I think Mahomes had four because he has 22 passing touchdowns. So Andrew Luck has 20. Okay. He's two ahead of him. Two I ahead think. of him. Mahomes is just amazing. Yeah. Mahomes had four touchdowns in a pick today. Yeah. My God. Patrick Mahomes is literally, literally today, 28 for 39, 358, 71 completion percentage, four touchdowns in a pick. Um, I think that's pretty good. Jesus Christ, this guy is great. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say about this yeah, game because it's an awful game, but I, I'm excited to see uh, the Colts continue. They actually have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, somehow. Um, and if they do, it's a very quick exit. Yeah, they'll lose right away. Uh, Lions... Did beat the Dolphins. Obviously, you know, Brock Osweiler's the it's quarterback. It's Brocktober, baby. Yeah, Brocktober. He, he's okay. He's looking a lot better than he did in Denver. Um, I, this is unfortunate just because the Dolphins actually had a 
playoff caliber team, but I think right. if, if Tannehill misses another three or four weeks like he might, we might be talking about a team that went from being 4-2 and two to start the year to being 4-6 and six when he comes back. And, yeah, absolutely. And um, that's just because of – Brock Osweiler is not playing horrible, but Ryan Tannehill is playing at a pretty good level. And mm-hmm. it, it, in this league, as we see with teams like the 49ers, for example, when you lose your quarterback and you deal with the backup, it is – not an easy road. No, not at all. And I guess the thing I'm going to take out of this game, Sammy, is carry on Johnson. Uh, he had 158 rushing yards. I think this is his second game this year of 100-plus yards. And the Lions did not have a running back with over 100 yards in the last seven years before him. Yeah, before that first one. Before that first one. So they might have found themselves a running back, um, which Matthew Stafford's never had in his career. It'll be interesting to see what Matthew Stafford does if he has a good, you know, reliable run game. He doesn't have to throw the ball a hundred times a game. Yeah, I mean, well, they won both games, and that we know that it's a winning formula yeah. when you can run the ball. You look at the Seattle Seahawks; they kind of have the same situation. Russell Wilson didn't have a hundred-yard rusher since Marshawn Lynch, right. and he's had it three, three times this year, and it's yeah. all three of their wins. Yeah. So uh, they've had four times actually. They lost to the Rams when it happened, but. God, the best team in the NFL. Could have won that game. Yeah, and, lost by a field goal to the best team in the NFL. Right. So I think with the Lions, I mean, you just got to keep running the ball and hope for the best. I just think the rest of the t- their defense isn't that amazing. They're and, not. And the division's tough. Yeah. There's nothing great about their situation outside of the fact that now the run game is re-showing up. <laughs> we'll find out if they're good pretty quickly here, Sammy. There's, they got a bye week. Then they play the Seahawks, the Vikings. The Bears, the Panthers, and the Rams. Yeah, see, that's a stretch of like one and four, probably. Yeah, like maybe zero and five. If If somehow they go out of that stretch over five hundred, I will believe in them so much. But But still, even if they're right there, they're they're probably still be behind the Vikings and the Packers. Sure, it's kind of a tough situation. Yeah, it's just a tough situation. Um. And like I said, I would say more about the Dolphins today if this was like a Ryan Tannehill-led Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you got your backup, and it's Brock Osweiler. Exactly. What are you supposed to do? Go get Jay Cutler. Um, I really have barely anything to say about this game, too. But Vikings beat the Jets by 20. Did I just say nothing? I have one thing to say. Is Adam right. Thielen has turned into the best receiver this year in the NFL. And I know this is a touchy topic for some people. Cause some people will be like, oh, my God, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. The thing with receivers is DeAndre like, Hopkins might have to have a word with you. No, not even close. I, I know. mean, I, I, I Adam like Thielen it. has seven straight games of over 100 receiving yards. If he gets an eighth one next week, he ties the record with Calvin Johnson, the only two players to ever have eight straight games of 100 yards. So that that shows you this guy's the best receiver in the NFL this year, and that's where I always say like this year. And receivers is a kind of an interchanging thing. Yeah. It's a year by year type of thing. Same thing with like running backs. Quarterback, you kind of know your staple guys, but you could be you, you got to upgrade at quarterback, and all of a sudden their best receiver becomes a little better, and that's how sure. life works. I mean, when you have a when you have a receiver that has a shitty quarterback, is not like look at OBJ. He might be the best receiver in the NFL, but he, we don't know when he has Eli Manning at the realm because yeah. can't get him the ball. You couldn't say any better. Yeah, so a hundred percent correct. Um, Right now, Adam Thielen is the best in the NFL, and I mean, you look at his his numbers; it's been insane. Just like fourteen catches, eight catches, seven catches, eleven, nine, and it's been one hundred five, one hundred thirty five, one hundred sixteen, one hundred twenty three, one hundred ten. Jesus! And four touchdowns and he's in those the five games. First white receiver to be the number one best receiver in the NFL since uh, Steve Largent. 
Since Steve Large. I don't know. I made that up. I don't know if there's ever been another wide receiver. I'm trying to think. Good wide receivers. That, like, that were, like... Wes Welker might have been, for, like, a year, the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was the best, like, slot receiver. I I was kind of looking at them different, like, possession receivers. Like, he was, like, an athletic, big play receiver. Yeah, he's the man. He's awesome. I like him. He's a... He's the best, I think, the best in the NFL right now. And, and by the way, the Vikings, they're four-two and one now. They're they're back. They're they're going to be just as good as they were last year. Yeah, the record might not indicate it exactly good. the same, but they are good, and it's a definite upgrade at quarterback, and that's going to help in the playoffs. Hundred percent. Remember, they were a play away from the NFC Championship last year. Yep. So, no, the Vikings. They went or to the a NFC play Championship. away from a couple of plays away from the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. There yeah. You go. So. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Um, this is a good game, finally. Yep. Panthers, Eagles. All right, do we talk game. about Eric Reed now or later? Because that's what some people like to hear about. Before we get to that, I want to say what a great uh, down seventeen, nothing in the fourth quarter. What a great comeback by Cam Newton and company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it shocks me why like it takes this long for the offense to get going. Yeah, same or thing last say, week. Well, I don't know if you saw their highlights while you were in London, but same thing. Yeah, it, it some teams just start slow. Mm-hmm. They got to get going, but it also, you know, I, I I just don't believe in this Eagles team more and more. And I I do think Carson Wentz is the better quarterback than Nick Foles, right? But I just don't see where it it's uh, going to be a good thing for a team that won a Super Bowl with one quarterback start the season with that quarterback like two games and, and some change and then switch quarterbacks midseason. And it's not because it's the wrong move. It's the right move. You need Carson Wentz. But I just don't think it's the right way to start a season in general. And I'm not saying I would have done it differently. I just thought from the get-go there's just not the perfect formula of the way to start the season. I, I would have done it slightly differently. I really think they rushed back Carson Wentz. He did not look healthy in those first few weeks. And I feel like they made a panic move after they lost to the Buccaneers. And they brought in Carson Wentz just a week or two too early. Um, and he has – today's finally, like, the best he's looked. You know, he went 30 for 37, 310 yards. You should look at his stats last couple games. He's been fine. He's been fine? Well, okay. Well, then – Here's his last couple games. Yeah. Against the – he went – against the Vikings, 24 for 35, 311 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Then he went – 23 for 36, 278, three touchdowns, no picks. And then today, 30 for 37, 310 touchdowns, two, or 310 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Can you rewind the tape and delete everything I said a few minutes ago? Yeah, I mean, he's been <laughs> – I just think the t- – that's why, for me, it's not about Carson Wentz. It's about the – I don't know. When you have a team that just has a guy that won the Super Bowl MVP and he's starting and then gets benched week two, and it's like he's not getting benched because yeah, it's not his job, but – uh, like this is just not the best way to come off of a Super Bowl win and start the season. I feel like yeah, fair enough. And and now it it's showing the team. It's not the same team as it was last year. No, no, it's not. It's a little bit different. But uh, at the end of a the year, they'll probably still be right around contention for that uh, NFC champ- East Championship around contention. I'm not around, sure. yeah. yeah. It's gonna be. It looks like the Redskins might take that division. Yeah, I think them and the Redskins are gonna be, you know, the two best teams. Um, I don't think they've played each other yet. I don't think so. In uh, that Panthers team, what's interesting, I see Cam Newton was the leading rusher, for seven carries, 49 yards. And yep. they've been having a lot of success off Christian McCaffrey actually being very productive this year. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting win. maybe, And that probably plays a lot of reason to why they had such a slow start. Um, and they kind of just had to edge it out at the end. 
this is a team that relies a lot on that like that run game with yeah. with McCaffrey. So it's interesting to see. You're right. He, he, and actually, him and McCaffrey and Newton had the same amount of rushes, seven rushes. Yeah. McCaffrey did catch a ball well out of a backyard, six, backfield, six catches, 51 yards. But yeah, but that has like, nothing to do with the run game. It has nothing you know? to do with the run game. And yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, because they usually win when that run game is really clicking. Yeah. Um, I like this Panthers team, though. Yeah, me too. I, they're one of my, I think they're one of the better teams in the NFC. Just. Problem is they might not win that division because they have the Saints in there. Yeah, you never know. About, well, you never know. I would pick the Panthers over the Saints, though, personally. But I personally like the Panthers better than the Saints, too. The Saints always find a way to kind of just keep winning. Absolutely. They keep on chugging along. Um, let's go through a couple comments really quick. All right. Let me get to this next game. Paul Van Eaton says, Has anyone ever really seen another quarterback that can throw the ball like Mahomes? This kid is the real deal, and he's going to make Tom Brady look like nothing within the next 15 years. And he said, Week 7... On pace for 50. If he's not going to make Tom Brady look like nothing, but if for some reason he continues on an upward motion, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. He could be the best quarterback of all time. If. This is a huge if. This is like me saying if. uh, What's a good way? Like if Mitch Trubisky did what he did two weeks ago. And again, this is 333 yards and 80 rush yards. If if, uh, he did that every week, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, like this, it there's there's a big if here, but Mahomes is actually showing up every single week, so we'll see. He obviously needs to get a couple of Super Bowls on his on his belt for uh, to be talked about with Tom Brady, but it's gonna be really interesting to see how this future plays out. Absolutely. Um, Jim Hamburger says, "Don't forget about Todd Gurley with a heart." We're gonna be talking about him. Yeah, I think he would give the heart because he doesn't think Mahomes is the MVP on the question, but I just don't think you're gonna give it to a running back this year. I don't think they'll give it to Gurley. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, I it's know. been a while yeah. since they gave it to a running back, right? Adrian Peterson was the last one. Yeah, which means it's everything kind of has it's like oh, it's about time and don't sleep on mm-hmm. Adam Thielen being a candidate. Here's the thing: That's very if, interesting. If if he continues to go over 100 yards, if this guy ends up with a, like a 1800 or a, a 2000. Yard receiving year yeah. with fifteen to twenty touchdowns, and the Vikings a, a two or three seed in the NFC, or one or two or three. There's a decent chance he's going to be really high up there for MVP. Oh, I think he will be. I just don't think he'd win if Mahomes continues on this pace. I think they'd give it to Mahomes. We'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like NFL would love that little storyline of the wide receiver just doing that. That's a good point. You never know with this with the NFL. Um, you never know with MVPs. MVP is always I, I always in every sport I like I never really know wh- who or why is gonna be MVP no, especially like the NBA you never know why hundred <laughs> percent um, Browns lose another one in overtime fourth overtime game no I felt like no one wanted to win that game like both teams were kind of turning over the ball I don't really got much to say about that both teams I think are much better than people expected them to be this year the Browns are pretty good the Buccaneers are pretty good. I don't think either one of them make the playoffs, but I think they're both pretty good football teams that miss the playoffs. Yeah, they're both, and they're both going on the right trend. They're both on the right upward trend where they are going to continue to get better. They have their quarterbacks, I believe, both of them, Baker and Jameis, and it's only going to be an upward trend from here. And, and the Browns, it's obviously a little disappointing. This team that's two four and one could definitely be four two and one, or, or any other better record. I do personally think that. 
you know, let's not, I don't, like you said, I don't want to play the if games all the time, right? But there's one specific if, which is almost a guaranteed fact that if that first down didn't randomly get overturned, that would have, they would have kneeled the ball the next play, and it probably was a 100% chance they won if yeah, it was called the first down. Outside of that, the rest of them are ifs, like, okay, you know, you lost this in overtime, oh, this field goal, all that. That can't be, like, that stuff you don't know if you kicked it 100 right. times, how many times it was going to go in. The first down for the Raiders was an interesting one. That would have made them 3-3-1. and one. It's a little bit of a different season we're talking right now, but the Browns have definitely... They've improved. They've improved, and they're going to overachieve a little bit this year, it looks like. 100%. And I think uh, I think Jameis seems like I – mean, I know he, only, he threw two picks, no touchdown passes, ran for a touchdown, but he did play a really – I mean, he played a good football game. Yeah, and he's he's only going to get better as the year goes, too. I mean, 100%. he's done that every single year. I um, I like Tampa Bay. Same. They're, they're just – they're going to be like an 8-8 eight and eight team. Yeah, that, I, don't that think they, really, I don't think they make the playoffs. Like, no. I think it'd be way too difficult, but I think they're a good team that, you know, is on the right trend to where hopefully if they continue on that right trend, they can take that next step next year. It's the problem is the division, too. Yeah. They're always going to have this issue for the next five years. They're going to face the Falcons, who have bad record, but are still good. They're going to have to face the Saints and the Panthers. I just don't know at what point that, that Bucks team can be better than those teams. That's where the only issue is. And that's just unfortunate reality of football. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Cowboys are good, but you also guess what? You're in division with the Eagles and the Redskins. Yeah, and I mean, I never root like you can't ever hope for injuries, but you also never know in football if injuries like you know one year like last year Aaron Rodgers got hurt that opened the door for the Vikings. Oh, everyone's always like, yeah, the Vikings are good, but when could they win the division? Oh, when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, like things just happen. And they and, just got much better. And they got they much do. better, so you never really know. But yeah, yeah, that, I got not much to say about that game. Let's move on to the next one. Texans Jags twenty to seven Texans. I literally Blake Bortles is awful. They said they're not going to take trade for a quarterback today, and then they benched him yeah. after saying that. Um, it's not all his fault. I just think it goes back to noise. This team talks way too much, mm-hmm. and it it's bit them in the ass. Now they're three and four. Yeah, and somehow the, the Texans started off zero and three, are now four and three, winning games in ugly fashion. Deshaun Watson today uh, had to take a bus to the game from Houston because they were worried about his lungs and ribs and ribs while flying if to fly to Jacksonville. A gutsy win, gutsy performance against a team that plays really good defense. I I don't know if the Texans. Are f- a good football team, or are the Jaguars just really downtrending right now? It's really hard to tell. The one thing. I well, do, the Texans have won four straight. Yeah, it's I also. Know. No, which is good. Yeah, yeah. But I bet. Do you think they're a good football team, or do you think they're just kind of the circumstances? I mean, they beat the Cowboys, who you know, in that overtime game, which is kind of weird. They beat who else did they play? The Bills. They beat. The Colts, who've been, you know, so far playing really bad, and the Jaguars. Like, is, is it their schedule, or are they a good football team? I can't, I can't really give my like feeling on them. I'll tell you this: they're first in their division with two teams that made the playoffs last year: right. Tennessee Titans and the Jags, and they're better than the Colts as a team. So, yeah, they're probably the best team in the division. Out of four teams already in the AFC, they're number one out of those four. So, they're not bad. Yeah. They're not. I don't know if they're really good, but. I'll say this. If I'm the Texans, I'm sitting there saying, we're better than the Titans and the Jags and the Colts. This is our division to lose. 
we're better than two teams that made the playoffs last year in our division. Yeah. So and their and their schedule is very manageable. I mean, they got the Dolphins, Broncos, Redskins, Titans, Browns, Colts, Jets coming up. Yeah, they're all losable games too. They're all it's manageable. <laughs> it's not the uh, Vikings, Packers, Patriots, Chiefs. This Rams. is one of those seasons again that I always, I've said this before the season started. There's no team that's like that awful. The Raiders might be that awful team, but. Are the Raiders really that awful well, compared they, to? I mean, any given Sunday, anyone can win in the NFL. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, no. But like compared to most years, I'm saying the Cleveland Browns have two wins. The Buffalo Bills. I thought the Buffalo Bills were going 0 16. They have two wins already this year. Right. You have the Raiders are the worst. There's only they're the only team that has only one win in the AFC, and the Raiders are actually not that awful, right? Like they they could be worse. They have a quarterback. Right. They have a decent coach. I think as much the Forty Niners and the Rams are the only two teams with one win left, right? And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. And you meant the you meant the Raiders, not the Rams. I mean, Rams the, yeah, yeah, Raiders no and Forty ers Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but every and, and oh, and the Giants. Oh yeah, that's right. But you still and have none of those. I I know what you mean by that. You're, none of them are bad. None of them are god awful. You look at every other division. The Falcons are the worst team in division at two and four. The Falcons can beat every single team in the NFL on a random Sunday, right? On any given Sunday, as you'd say. The oh, yeah. like, so it's. I just think it's a. There is a little more competition this year. There's no 0-16 type of Browns team right, right now in right. the NFL. There's no complete dumpster fires is what you're saying. I mean, except maybe – I was going to say the 49ers, but they play a tough game against the Packers. Yeah, they, they've been playing okay. And unfortunately, I feel like it's not even unfair to consider a team that loses their quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. It's tough. Um, yeah. Uh, well, who are we on the Texans? Those uh, teams are just boring. I, I'm – that's all I got. For yeah, those. and is Blake Bortles? I mean, he continues to be the starter, right? It, just quickly. Yeah, he's a starter. Yeah. I, they have made it obvious that they want him to start. Yeah. So I feel like there's just no. It's unfortunate for Jaguar fans, maybe. Well, it's but, better than Cody Kessler, probably. Yeah, and, probably. and here's the thing: Blake Bortles is not that bad. He's not that good. You also need the team to play well. Hundred percent. It's not all his fault. Uh, Saints sneak one out, twenty-four, twenty-three against Ravens. That's a the Saints have not been a good away team in most recent years, especially at places like going to Baltimore. Um, and I just didn't think this team was that good to start the year. And they are here at five and one. They just won on the road in Baltimore, and that's Baltimore's a top five toughest place to play in the NFL. That's a gutsy win. And um, I saw a stat. Uh, JC, who is covering for Sammy George, we're here on the pod. Was sent me that uh, Drew Brees has beat every single NFL football team except the Ravens going into today. Except the Ravens. Yep. And now he beat First the Ravens. Time. Yep. Interesting. I didn't. Lost his Raven virginity. Yeah. Interesting. That's all, that's that all sounds fun weird. to Raven virginity. Yeah, that's a weird way to put it. Um, finally beat the Ravens. Uh, I, I, I still just don't feel like the Saints team's that good, but I me guess either. they are. Right? They probably are. Uh, if you gotta feel bad for Justin Tucker of a Ravens, but to miss that extra point, I mean the guy is you know the best, you know accurate, most accurate kicker of all time. It was two hundred twenty-two for two hundred twenty-two in extra points in his career, and of course you know uh, the um, announcers had to right before the extra point. Oh, the guy Justin Tucker here never missed an extra point, and he misses it. Oh yeah, no shit. In the seventh year, no, but they, I saw something on Twitter. That the guy played this field like yeah, they've said that like a million times. Oh, they have. Yeah, okay. Like, like it's a stat that's well known about him. Like he's never missed, and he makes it again. Like it is. It sounds like a jinx in the moment, which it is, I guess, technically, right? Every time you hear it, like, oh, this guy hasn't missed a free throw all night. Like, okay, Blink. yeah, but like these things are bound to happen. Seven year career though, no missed extra points. 
didn't didn't really choose the best time to miss one. Yeah, and he was confused. <laughs> like know. he looked at it like what? Like, His eyes were like, and even Joe Flacco. Usually, you see like quarterbacks like look at their like kicker and be like, what? He was like kind of just like looking in the air, like what? what? Did I really see that? You usually look at quarterbacks. Usually do what? They kind of just like look mad when the kicker misses or look frustrated. Joe Flacco looked confused. You you think quarterbacks usually look frustrated? Oh to yeah. To me, it's usually more of this. Yeah, that looks that's frustration. No, it's also open jaw mouth. I guess frustration. I've never seen a quarterback like Mason Crosby talk about how amazing Aaron Rodgers was as a human. That's why he was able to like come back the next week because he was all supporting him. I've never seen a quarterback angrily glare at their kicker after missing a field goal. I've uh, I've heard Peyton Manning talk shit about his kicker. I guess that's the only thing. I can really uh, have concrete evidence, but it doesn't really. George is backtracking on what he said. It doesn't really matter. Like my no, point but is, I was saying, my like, point was Joe they were Franco all was confused. They're almost uh, so yeah. I agree, they were confused, but I didn't have. I was you related to something that I I I have not experienced. So I was just saying, I, I feel like Fair. nobody's ever angry at their kicker. It might well, be I, I think internally. I think internally they're furious. okay. But you said they usually show their anger. They don't. But Joe Flacco was obviously confused as well. And it, when you Never have missed an extra point. He is, you could say, you know, like Adam Vinatieri, whatever, but like statistically, he's the best kicker of all time. And this guy really missed it at the worst time possible. And and we know kicking's a mental game. Uh, He probably went up. The reason he was so confused is probably he's probably in such a rhythm, never missing extra point in his career. That so easy to him. He doesn't have to overthink it. He kind of just goes with the flow. And we've seen a lot of kickers just. Start getting the yips once they start being able to miss. I don't think it's going to happen to him. I'm not right. saying it is, but I'm saying it's it's probably so confusing to him because kicking is a lot of a mental game where it's like once you, once you're in that vibe, it's working. Like he exactly. hasn't missed a damn extra point in his career, and so for him, he went up there probably with no concern about missing this. Obviously, he wants to make it, and you know he's focused. But it, it's probably a. I'm wondering what he's thinking today. Like, is he over it, or is he really like? Sitting there, this is where kicking gets hard. It's how how long do you process this for? Nah, probably not long. He probably does the same thing the next next time. He knows how good he is. He's probably just pissed. He lost. Yeah, you, he's just you pissed. That's what he is. Would have gone to overtime. You never know. At well, home. Yeah, you might win in overtime. You might lose, but at least you put your team in a position to win. Poor Justin Tucker, but he, he'll be fine. Oh yeah, out of those kickers, Rams 39, 49ers ten. Anyway, moving on. Cowboys, <laughs> 17. Redskins, 20. This is an interesting game. Uh, Those were first in the division. Yeah, and this was a good opportunity for the Cowboys to kind of come out and get a good staple win and, and show that they're they're here to stay this year. Yep. And they disappoint. Dak Prescott didn't play that bad, but today was Ezekiel. I think had barely any rushing yards. And, and I just keep looking at it. And as much as Dak didn't play bad, Dak is not the guy. For the future, I I don't think he is either, and I mean, he's he's not bad, but is he a guy that can win you a Super Bowl? I don't think so, neither. And it it took a season of Ezekiel Elliott breaking like rookie records, rushing best offensive line in the game that year that was completely healthy, healthy defense for the first time in a while, yeah. and momentum and no tape on the guy it's also a little different we've seen this with these running quarterbacks that come in and it's really easy for them to kind of maneuver the way into the game and then you get tape on them how to contain them more how to keep keep the ball in right. their hands instead of out of it and or keep it away from their feet and it 
reduced him as a player a little bit. And I completely agree. I uh, like listen. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I just don't think for the Dallas Cowboys, a team that has year in year out wants to be a Super Bowl aspiration contender, he can't be the long term solution for me. I don't think so either. And for the Redskins, what I want to say quickly is. I think this team's for real. I think I, I slept on them very hard, and you were... Uh, I think I have them winning the division. You had them winning the division. I had them finishing last in the division, and uh, I think they're going to finish a lot closer to first than last, Sammy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I actually want to know where I had them, because like, I think I, I, I had, had them, them last. I, I think I had them as the worst team in the NFL. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was very low on them. I remember telling you, I, I had them as the worst team in the NFL on my thing. Yeah, I, I think I had them at... First place, but I think I had it as first place, and I said like it was gonna be like an eight and eight, which it could be. Yeah, I was just a little confused on where else to that that whole um that whole whatever that whole division is it was just confusing to me. No, I didn't even have them in the playoffs. I had the Giants in first. Oh, well. that didn't work out. I, but, I think I also had them in first, Sammy. <laughs> but I think I had the Redskins close. Because I do remember you saying that you don't think the Redskins are going to be good. I thought they were going to be horrible. I think I had them as last place in the whole entire NFL. This is not and right. They're obviously not last place in the whole entire NFL. They're actually a really good football team. Alex Smith, the last few games, has been kind of like game manager Alex Smith. But that's all they've been asking him to do. He's still, I think if they ask him to make the big throws, he would make the big throws. Yeah, you don't need Alex Smith to... Because he can make plays with his feet and make extra plays, but you don't need him to do that unless you want needed to do it. You right. know what I'm saying? That's why, that, that, that's why he was so successful with Andy Reid on the Chiefs too. It's because we try to make that play when we need it, but if we don't need it right now, just don't fuck up. Right? Don't make the stupid play, and he's really good. At not, making not making a stupid, stupid play. I mean, the last two games he's thrown for under 200 yards, but, but they've won, and he's done. Like you said, he hasn't made any stupid plays, and he makes his first down throws. It's not like one of those like where Dak Prescott throws under 200 yards and it looks lost. Yeah, it's more like, oh, you just didn't take shots. Yeah, you weren't taking shots downfield, and you weren't trying to overextend plays. Exactly. Like Dak Prescott, one of the big problems this week was trying to overextend plays and make a play and lost the ball in the end zone yep. for a touchdown. I think that's a – and I, I don't like to, you know, I'm not – I'm not rooting against Dak Prescott in any way. I just, you know, don't think he's great. And I think he knows that people are starting to criticize and doubt him. And that causes quarterbacks sometimes to try to make these extra plays that really come back and bite you in the ass. Oh, yeah. And that's what happened today, it looks like, for him. 100%. Um, I, I, I worry about his future. Yeah, same, same here. Uh. I don't want to talk about Broncos Cardinals from Thursday, do you? No, I do not. We mentioned it for a second, me and JC on the show, so we're good. Okay. Uh, we have tomorrow, Giants at Falcons. One and five Giants versus the two and four Falcons. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, two teams that you know we both thought were going to be a little better that haven't been that good. The Falcons are just injury-riddled right now. If Eli Manning can't throw against this secondary that has, I think, three out of her four starters injured right now, Eli Manning can't throw against anybody. Yeah, and... Um, just let me read you the Falcons' schedule to start the year. At Eagles versus Panthers versus the Saints versus the Bengals at Steelers versus the Bucks, And they beat the Bucks, which mm-hmm. they should have. And they beat the Panthers, which was probably an upset win. Right. And every other game has been against a team that's looking like a playoff-projected team. And so they have not had any cupcake games yet. This is their first game against a like below-below-average team. If there's any hope left for the Falcons... They 
like you, like, uh, they need to, they need to win this game. Yeah, and absolutely. They need it as bad as Eli Manning has been. Like, yeah, I know their secondary is beat up in Atlanta, but y- if if you have any hope this year, you should be able to stop Eli. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. Who do you got in this game? It's at home for the Falcons. Yeah. I think the Giants are just awful. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons. I don't think the Giants are awful, and I don't think the Falcons are, but i got to take the Falcons, too, <laughs> just because, like, what what am I supposed to do? Pick the Giants again and be disappointed? That's a good point, yeah. I'm just so, taking the Falcons. This is one of those Monday night games I can't say we're too excited about. Yeah, I'm not excited at all. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, we've gone over an hour already, but just quick thoughts. Um, I gave my thoughts on LeBron's first couple games in the Lakers. And World Series. We'll talk more about the World Series, I'm sure, Wednesday when you come back. But who's? what's your prediction, first of all, for the World Series? I, I have the Dodgers in seven. I got the Dodgers in six. All right. Um, I just think they're at a point right now. Um, I, I, I don't even – I just feel like they have it this year. It's, I feel like it's really hard for a baseball team to go to the World Series two years in a row and yeah. lose both because I think now after winning game seven, they have a little bit of momentum. The problem is, really, at the end of the day, the problem is this Red Sox team is really fucking good. Oh, yeah. But I think so is this Dodgers team. I, I do, too. And I think uh, I, I just I, I just have a feeling the Dodgers. This is one of those series that's kind of impossible to predict. I would say their pitching matchups are pretty even. Bats are pretty even. But one thing that I've loved about this Dodgers team is they got guys like Manny Machado, and they got guys like Yasiel Puig. They got they swag. Got, they have that swag. They have those guys that can, you know, you can slump for three at-bats, strike out bad, and then make a big hit. And I look at this Dodgers team. They're all pulling people off the bench mid-game that are, like, top-level. Like, oh, Chris Taylor's coming up the bat to pinch hit. Like, he was an MVP shit. candidate last How year. How do you have Chris Taylor on your bench? Yeah. like, the other day, like Start, Jock, He starts for 20, 30 other MLB teams. Like, Jock Peterson was coming off the bench a game ago. And, yeah. like, I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, why is he coming off the bench right now? And so they have players that are starting caliber, like you said, for 30 teams, 29 teams. And they're coming off the bench for them because they picked up a guy like Machado. And they still have – they still have uh, – I wanted to say Tucker. Do I say, is it Tucker? I yeah. No, we're talking about Justin Tucker. Is that why? Is it oh Tucker God. too? Is it or is it t- Turner? Turner. Thank you. I, that's why I know. I knew it wasn't Tucker. But I, I know, but I thought it was Tucker for a second too. It's because we're talking about Justin Tucker, and I see the name Tucker on my screen. Um, yeah, they they have they have all star caliber MVP candidate guys in four or five different position right. spots. You know, yes, and the best pitcher. Yes, that Puig, like that's eighth or seventh most games. Yeah, and. and and he's a great baseball player right. for most baseball teams. And for Dodgers, he's a little under, he's a little not amazing. But for for any other team, he's yeah. a top notch player. And they are the anti baseball team. I mean, they kind of give the whole suck it sign the other day to the Milwaukee Brewers crowd. Him and Machado looking at each other from the bench, giving each other suck it signs to the Milwaukee. Crowd. It's like, fun, and it's fun. Like that's what baseball needs. Like it's the and the Red Sox are the ultimate like head down. And what the hell is that on our TV? Do you see that? Oh man, we, we a I, fly, but oh, but it probably was a fly. Look like was, somebody, you uh, talking that? Yeah, that thing, that's a fly. Wow. Cool. George has been watching horror TV shows, so everything that moves <laughs> on the screen is 
creeping them out. Except for we do have a good story on our outside of our offices here in uh, Everett, Washington. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, a lot of places in Seattle, it's a, what's the word? Sanctuary city. Sanctuary city. Homeless people can go wherever they want. Nothing against homeless people. We got some nice homeless people. Um, I got nothing against homeless people, but I have homeless. I'm assuming anybody watching our show is not homeless. So I'm not offending anybody. <laughs> you never right? know. You never know. But like these homeless people and if they you are that's cool too in our parking lot in the back because it's a little bit off the, the our front of our buildings on a main street back isn't they've been setting up wood fire bonfires yeah um like a bunch of homeless people just setting up wood burning it and i was told that they brought some flower pots around yep. and had like a bonfire hanging out with their buddies and i'd like to, i wonder if like i walked in and like would they let me join and like go get out of here there's a lot of spot no, they, they'd probably let you join. Yeah. As long as you're not causing any harm. I just found it mind-blowing that these homeless people would really set up firewood and have a kick-it area in our parking lot. <laughs> and it's just okay. It's fine. It's and totally legal. We told the police. You know, like I said, nothing against homeless people. Just I don't you know, necessarily want you burning fires next to our building. Yeah. It could catch on fire. Yeah. That's, that's, that, it's more about that than, it, than the, the people right. that are doing it. Um, and cops can't do anything. Kind of remarkable. I I feel like you should be able to do something about the fire. Yeah, like you, they can't. Oh yeah, we can't kick them off. Look, can you have them not do fires? Yeah, stop burning stuff closer. Or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me get to a couple comments. All right. I like Sammy, 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 my class. Some great comments. Said, nice to see you two together again. Welcome back, Sammy. Thank you very much. Um, I'm actually my voice is kind of going away right now just because I'm not used to talking for a long time. Uh. CMF said, I'd say Mahomes is the MVP only because all the other big names, Brady, Rosberger, Cousins, and even Wilson, have had slightly below average seasons. Numbers-wise, yeah, I agree. Yes. I mean, these guys have all had good seasons, but compared to their projected... Yes, statistically. Yeah, statistically, they're not... Like, Russell Wilson is, you know, throwing some games for only 220 yards. Right. Tom Brady hasn't been throwing, like, six touchdown games. No. Um, Kirk Cousins... You know, two touchdowns today. Nothing crazy, even though he is on a great team playing good. Right. Statistically, not that great. Um, Tay Michael said, Jim, the only problem with Tucker is he's on a stacked team with so many options. Even with different running back, they'd still be undefeated or close to that. Without Mahomes, I feel like the Chiefs would be middle of the pack or one game above 500. I actually agree with that. Yeah. I think without Mahomes, if they had Alex Smith this year, instead of 6-1 and one, whatever they are, they'd probably be a 4-3 and three team. Uh, I completely agree. I th- like that's what they are. He puts them on that next level, like completely next level. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. said question to both. Would you say Seahawks bye week came too early or at a good time? I mean, I always if in a perfect world you'd have your bye week after eight games, but for travel purposes at the right time to travel f- from here, play in London, travel back and play the next week. It's nice to have that extra week off after international and travel. going and playing at home and playing at home. Um. The only thing I'd say it's a little too early because uh, outside of the scheduling, let's say they didn't play in London, right. it'd be too early because yeah, that's they don't really have any like major injuries that need to be fixed up right, right now. And I, and I'm not saying I want them to have major injuries, but you'd prefer it to come when like okay, we have like Russell Wilson's questionable and Bobby Wagner, and like there's a bunch of those questionables where you're like okay, we need a week off. Yeah. I mean, it would technically, it always be, you can't really ever schedule that either. Yeah, so that's why I was saying like after eight. Games would be all perfect. Like, oh yeah, you play eight games. You have a bye week, and you play eight games. Yeah, but either way, yeah, it's it's an okay time for the Hawks. Yeah. Um, Devin Mark said, "Yo, so cool, y'all live right now, and I'm not working." I know, guy. I, I think Devin's been working crazy hours. So. That's good. Shout out to the grind. Keep your grind up. 
Sam Michael said, I'd also like to take your comments off the air, but I would say Buffalo's main problem now is the QB, but rather the O-line. I mean, they haven't had any Hall of Famers the last few years, but whoever you put out there doesn't have enough time to do anything. Tyrod had little success. He's both above average and mobile quarterback. Other than that, no one has any time. Um, Tyrod Taylor was just not good. Yeah, he's just not a good But, right, O-line's a very underrated thing that we – that I feel like we judge quarterbacks on is not considering what their old line is. Right, because, I mean, that's it's not sexy. Is that right? I mean, it's yeah. not sexy to talk about the old line. Yeah, but when there's a bad old line, it, it really makes – look at the difference between Russell Wilson when the in the three games separate. Right. First three games without DJ Fluker, and I'm not saying the Seahawks old line is good now, but from an awful, awful old line to an average old line. Yeah, to an adequate at least. Yeah, like an old line where you have a couple seconds to survive – the difference is remarkable. Yeah. So that I I love I love the difference. Um, we have a <laughs> Drew. You said great. Out. Shout out to Drew. How you doing, Drew? I, I I was playing basketball with his brother last week before sure. I was in London. I said keep grinding, loving everything about this, but the orange sweatshirt. George George doesn't like the orange sweatshirt. George. It's a little too orange. No, you don't. You gotta love my fashion sense. It's all about the fashion. Devin said, crazy Tucker missed that field goal. I have to agree, Sammy. And uh, Devin said, Patrick Mahomes would be better than Luck. At this pace, yes. At this pace, Patrick yeah, Mahomes I'm, would be better than Joe Montana and Tom Brady. At this Brady. pace, uh, Patrick Mahomes would be the greatest quarterback of all time. But I don't think he'll keep this pace. But, I mean, if you want me to, like, actually pick going forward Andrew Luck or Patrick Mahomes as much as I love Andrew Luck, I'd be a fool to pick Andrew Luck over Patrick Mahomes long term. Correct. Unless Mahomes slows down a little bit. And then they'll probably right. be right at the even mark. Fair. Um, I just did want to say a couple things about basketball before we go really quick because yeah. uh, I obviously been out for a week. Um, but basketball-wise, um, exciting season. Warriors lost to the Nuggets today, and the Nuggets are looking like serious basketball team because yep. they have a lot of pieces. Um, end of the day, the Warriors are going to be fine. They're going to be number one seed probably. Uh, Rockets are going to be fine. I guess the biggest storyline right now, of course, shockingly, is – the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, that's weird. LeBron, the team LeBron James goes to has some uh, some type of storyline now. Yeah, and they start off zero and two. Um, no, no cause for concern. I still think they're, the, they're maybe the third or second, third or fourth best team in the West. Yeah, I mean, right now the Phoenix Suns are the sixth seed. Let me just tell you right now, the Phoenix Suns will not finish as the sixth seed in the Western Conference. I but could. I do like DeAndre Ayton. He's been looking pretty good. Yeah, the rookie Booker's good. But I'm just saying, like it's two games into the season. There's 82 games. I'm not concerned about the Lakers, but what I do want to talk about and get your thoughts on Sammy was the fight last night between Rondo, um, Rondo and Chris Paul and Ingram. Mainly, mainly. Well, Ingram got the suspension more than anybody. Yeah, because he was the instigator. Instigator and, and the cheap shot artist. Yeah, so the fight's interesting. I, I mean, Rondo and CP3 are known as two guys that kind of fight with other players. Don't really like. Not buddy buddies. And they hate each other. Yeah. Uh, and Jalen well, Rose, I don't know if you, you're not home watching that part yet. But Jalen Rose, or Paul Pierce was actually the one. Sorry, Paul Pierce came on uh, the ESPN and was talking about, he's like, well, if you don't know the history, Rondo and Chris Paul can't stand each other. But Rondo can't stand a lot of players in them. He couldn't True. stand LeBron either. And Chris Paul doesn't stand a lot of players either. Right. And so I, I think they're both just very instigative point guards that fight a lot. I mean, how many people have you seen? try to fight Rondo or Chris Paul a lot. They, yeah, a lot they're, they're the two guys them. that 
that's probably why they don't like each other. Yeah. And that's what Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul Pierce said. He goes, the funny thing is these guys are so similar. That's why they hate each other. Yeah, but that's why it's not shocking to me. And it's, it's, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it has to do with a Chris Paul versus Rondo type of thing. It has thing has to do with them both being those type of guys. Yeah, right. Absolutely. More than something about those two specifically going at it. I right. think it's more about they both have this attitude. They both are those scrappy guys, so it's bound to happen. Um, I think it's a great sign, though. It's a great sign that you have these two teams that are probably going to compete in the West, even though a lot of people think I'm crazy that the Lakers are top seed in the West. They're going to be. They have LeBron James. They already look good. I mean, that game, for the majority of the part, was Lakers in flip-flopping up one or down one with, with the, with the Houston Rockets, Rockets, who are probably the second-best team in the West. And don't forget the first game of the season, the L.A. Lakers. I mean, people are like, oh, they lost the first game. Well, two things. One, LeBron has lost every single debut game he's had in his career now. And he always says, yeah. it's okay, it's going to be a work of True. Practice. And the second thing is he started 0 for 19 from three-point line. Let me just tell you, they're not going to all start 0 for 19. If those couple of those threes go in, that game's different. They probably win the opening game. And the guy they used their number two pick on last year, Lonzo Ball, is coming off a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of guys. They're still figuring out the lineups. I don't think Kuzma's going to come off the bench anymore. Me either. Uh, I just don't like that for the team. And I think this... Two, three game suspension, whether they think it's three games for Rondo. It's going to be a good opportunity for Lonzo Ball to be in the starting lineup and see you how that works. That. Yeah, it's going to be great. And it might be an actual transition to make it okay for Lonzo to be a starter. Um, and I think it's going to be a good sign and for him and LeBron to play together, start together, see how that works. Lonzo Ball went four for eight from three yesterday. And that was a great sign for the That's Lakers. A very, very good sign. Um, I'm really excited about this, and I think you know maybe this week. Obviously, we will have a show Wednesday yep. before the football weekend kicks off. Mm-hmm. We'll just uh, just do a lot of coverage on some baseball and basketball. And basketball. Well, yeah. well, baseball. There's never a lot of coverage on that coverage. If a really fun game happens, though, there's a lot of fun reactions. Yeah, fun reactions. It's always quick. Yeah, it's like storylines in baseball. Yeah, I mean, unless like there's a huge brawl, and that never happens in the World Series. Yeah, never really. <laughs> and uh, but we'll get we'll get a lot of basketball topics out and. Uh, Let's talk some college football on Wednesday, too, and then we'll be back on the – we have Thursday and Friday to talk more football and football and basketball and Perfect. baseball and, and all that good stuff. Hey, uh, and welcome back, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, JC, Jean-Claude, JC Kavasu, holding down the fort while I was gone. Uh, and we spelled his name wrong on the podcast twice. Who's we? Me. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's we? Uh, much love, though, everybody. It's been a good time, episode 480. Um, don't forget to download the podcast. At Sound Sports, or type in that being said on iTunes or SoundCloud. We got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Check us out all there. And uh, we'll be back on a Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Episode 481. Yeah. Um, if anything crazy, this is the time of the year, though. Just just keep an eye out. You never know when we can go live just because. That means turn on your notifications. Turn on your notifications. Yeah, you see that bell on the top of your screen? Say all. Yeah, press all. Press all. all right. And then uh, you'll get notified. Because oh, there's crazy stuff. If, if it's the craziest World Series game ever on Tuesday, you never know. Yeah, it might, <laughs> might be on Tuesday yeah. night. You never know. Um, and NBA, always good storyline. 100%. <laughs> all right. Much love, and uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday. George? What's up, this man? This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. Time travel to fun in the 16th century at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Ten stages, food, pubs, shopping, jousting, Saturdays and Sundays through October 20th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Near Annapolis in Crownsville, Maryland. Here it comes again, lunch. 
Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.